You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Ever since I gave my life to Christ, I've wanted Him to make a difference in my life. I wanted to be conformed, and I still do, into the image of Jesus Christ, but I also want Him to use my life to make a difference. I want to be a vessel of honor. I want to be a noble vessel, not an ignoble vessel. And every true believer certainly has that inner desire that you want to be a noble vessel. There are those in the church who are not true followers. It can be hard to recognize these people, and often they may not even be aware of their own fallen nature. They may have placed their faith in something, but it's not Jesus. As Pastor Danny warns in today's message, one clear sign of your salvation is a heart that longs to live a life that glorifies Christ and is useful to Him. If you can't find that desire in your heart, then you most likely have not truly experienced heart-transforming salvation in Jesus. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 2, with today's edition of The Living Word. We left off verse 14, so we'll pick it up there. And he starts off by simply saying, keep reminding them of these things. And several of the things previous that he's taught, but especially the last couple of lines, where verse 13, he says, if we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself, speaking of the Lord. And the idea is the Lord doesn't change. Uh, his character has never changed. It's always been the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And isn't it an amazing thing as a Christian that a holy God who has never changed or never will change gives us the privilege of becoming like him? That's an amazing, amazing truth that uh, As a Christian, what he's doing in my life is he conforming me to the image of Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is God in human form. And so he's conforming me, and if you know Christ, he's conforming you to his image, to his character, and that takes some work. And part of the work is this opening line. Keep reminding them of these things. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, which is ungodly, but... Be transformed, that's God's work, how? By the renewing of your mind, that's my responsibility. That's our responsibility as Christians. And he's talking about renewing our mind with the Word of God. I've been reading the Bible a long time. I've read through it more times than I can count. But every time I go through it, it's fresh. It's not like any other book. It's a living book. This is a God-breathed book. Peter says a similar thing, and I'm coming right back to 2 Timothy, but let me just read you from 2 Peter chapter 1, and the context of this is Peter's talking about growth as a Christian and adding to your faith godly characteristics, being conformed to the image of Christ. And he talks about adding to your faith goodness and knowledge and self-control and perseverance and, and brotherly kindness and love. And then he says in verse 12, so I'll always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it's right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body because I know that I'll soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. He's an old saint now. 
And I'll make every effort to see that after my departure, you'll always be able to remember these things. In other words, he's telling them the things that they already knew. Now, if you've been around here a long time, and be careful your response to this, but you know I'm just saying the same things over and over and over and over and over again. And you're going, yeah, we know. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Back in 2 Timothy, warn them before God against quarreling about words. It's of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. A workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus who have wandered away from the truth. They say that the resurrection has already taken place, and they destroy the faith of some. And if the resurrection has already taken place, what kind of faith will you have? Because if the resurrection has already taken place, we're in big trouble. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription, The Lord knows who are His. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. The Lord knows who are His. And ultimately, only the Lord knows. Leave here just a minute. Go to one other scripture with me. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. Jesus speaking here, beginning in verse 24, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat. And then he went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. And then the servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up, pull up the weeds? No, he answered, because while you're pulling the weeds, you may root up the wheat with them by mistake. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I'll tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, and then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. And what's the point of the parable? That in the kingdom here on earth, in the church, there are weeds and there's true wheat. In a group this size right now, there are probably some weeds here. You're saying, are you going to call me out? No, because the point of the parable is ultimately only God knows. Listen, none of the other 11 apostles knew that Judas had never been saved, that he was a devil from the beginning. Not until after everything had been unfolded, after he betrayed Jesus Christ, did they find out. They must have been shocked. He drives this point home. Look, verse 31 in Matthew 13. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it's the smallest of all your seeds, when it grows, it's the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and perch in its branches. Birds in the Bible always represent evil. And so the idea here in this parable, same idea, church grows and birds come and perch within the tree. And then he drives it home again. Verse 33, he told them still another parable. 
The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. Yeast, undoubtedly, in the Bible, represents evil. And here again, the dough, the kingdom, the true bread, and within there you got yeast. And the idea is, in the church, in the kingdom here and now, there are those who are genuine and there are those who are not. Now, that's not the point of the message, but you need to hear that. Now, for the true wheat, for the pure bread, for the real deal, the rest is for you. Back in Second Timothy, verse 20. In a large house there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for noble purposes and some for ignoble. If a man cleanses himself from the latter, now he's talking about the true believer. He will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. I don't know anybody that's truly born again that doesn't want to be used by the Lord. Ever since I gave my life to Christ, I've wanted him to make a difference in my life. I wanted to be conformed, and I still do, into the image of Jesus Christ, but I also want him to use my life to make a difference. I want to be a vessel of honor. I want to be a noble vessel, not an ignoble vessel. And every true believer certainly has that inner desire that you want to be a noble vessel. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Those who oppose him, he must gently instruct, in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. And they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. I don't know if you understand, but the context of this whole section here is being a vessel of honor. Being a vessel of honor. Now, as you take it as a whole in the context, I want to pull out one statement that I think really sums it up. Okay, One statement, and you find that statement in verse 22. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. You're the real deal. You really are saved. You really do know the Lord. And so if I'm going to be then a noble vessel, useful to the master and prepared to do any good work, flee the evil desires of youth. There's a lot to learn from the Apostle Paul's second letter to Timothy. This book was written with great purpose as one of God's passionate evangelists neared the end of his life. We hope that you've learned along with Timothy what it means to continue serving God, no matter your circumstances and life stage. Here at The Living Word, we'd like to pray for you as you continue to run this race of life. Would you send a quick email to us and let us know how we can do that for you? You can reach us at info at ccfstpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. 
If you'd like to listen to more messages from 2 Timothy or explore other teachings Pastor Danny Hodges has shared, you can do so by visiting our website, ccfstpete.church. We'd also like to encourage you to find and dive into a local church fellowship if you haven't already. Being part of a church community is important to your growth in your relationship with the Lord, as well as a place that you can find and give support for each day of your journey here on earth. Are you in the St. Petersburg area? We'd love to have you come join us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship. We meet each Saturday at 6 p.m. and again on Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Find out more about Calvary Chapel Fellowship at our website. If you can't join us in person, we do offer a live stream of our weekend services. Just visit ccfstpete.church and click on the link in the menu. Thanks for tuning in today to The Living Word.